Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and I'll be sharing with you what it's like as I go out on the road while working through the emotions and challenges that go along with it. As I develop my knowledge and awareness, I hope to connect with you on this journey. Hey everyone, I'm Caroline Rena, and welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. And I'm really happy that you have found this. Um, I'm really excited about uh, this upcoming information and sharing I'm about to give you. Um, big part of it is five sleeps and a wake up before I leave the area. And um, Oh, and the other thing, of course, I wanted to mention was Happy New Year. Uh, we are on right now, I'm recording this on January 5th, um, in the process of getting ready. Most of my car is packed up. Of course, there are a few things left over for obvious use and uh, storage, and um, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. So uh, I just wanted to share with you that um, my New Year's weekend was mostly relaxing and incredibly deep and there were just there were a few hiccups but um they weren't they weren't horrible it was just stuff that was coming up and that I just uh dealt with and um that I needed to because this is coming up quick so anyway um I had talked about uh in the past few days basically well a couple of days um I was, I'm doing my prep and I'm really excited still and still a little bit scared, but the scared is actually um, diminishing and I can't really explain. You see, I mean, here's the thing, when you go through healing and you work through the processes or whatever you're doing to heal, um, there's a, a part where um, things start to happen where there are no words to explain it. So when I say that, that's what's going on. It's not really that easy to um, put what's happening into words that will um, help anyone to understand unless you've experienced it. So um, it, whether it's the changes, the healing, the actual trauma, the physical um, feelings, the body feelings, which is what I mean, you know, any of this stuff, because we're all indiv we're individual in that respect where we, um, where we, we're not like, um, what, what do I usually say? It's like one size doesn't fit all. So how we heal, how we uh, how we go through this life, how our bodies work, how our minds work. It's not the same, no matter whether people, um, you know, people, society, whatever wants to put us in boxes, we're not the same. None of us, even if we're similar, we're still not the same. Not even um, twins are completely the same. They have a little bit of a different makeup. So, and then at the same time, we're all connected. Um, intentionally, so we can all share each other's gifts and, um, and, you know, help, help each other and heal, help heal each other or support each other or whatever. So we are all connected. We all feel the same feelings. We all feel anger. We all feel fear. We all feel sadness. It's, it's part of our system. I've mentioned that it's like a GPS system actually for the body itself to know what is going on in the world around us so we can um, we can take care of ourselves 
in whatever that is. For example, anger um, teaches us how to protect our boundaries. So we learn how to protect our boundaries if we um, are in a space where we have been taught how to do that. If we've been traumatized, it's kind of challenging to protect our boundaries because that's a whole nother um, realm in itself. So anyway, um, I just wanted to say that like, um, speaking of the body, it's like having and holding uh, trauma in the body probably explains what, what my scared is more than anything. And um, some of you may be able to relate to it. And for some, it's hard to explain because not everybody experiences this the same way. A lot of people who have fear know how to walk through it. You can regulate yourself easier than some people. I happen to be one of those people that have been challenged with being able to regulate myself. And that's fine. And that's part of my journey. <laughs> that's part of the things that I'm learning. And um, in that, we all have different variations of trauma and especially how we were raised. So if you were raised in a good enough situation and where you, you had either one or two parents or a caregiver or somebody who taught you well or um, actually uh, presented well with how they behaved, you're gonna come out. Even if you go through trauma, it's gonna be a little bit different from someone who was pretty much either left to their own devices or screamed at or, you know, as a, as a child. So it's all, that's why I'm saying it's all different. Uh, and especially for sensitive souls, it's, it, it even has a, another level, it seems, as, of differences. Um, and a complex PTSD flashback, which is the flashback that's more emotional, that reminds you of emotions when you were little, where it's all this is subconscious. You don't even um, know that a lot of this stuff is happening. So again, when I talk about getting over things, it's not that easy because the subconscious is running the show. It's not you consciously thinking about it, as I'll explain here uh, shortly, I think. Um, but, the, but the thing is, it's mainly about feeling unsafe because safety is a very important aspect of being in this body, in this world. And um, it's doing this right now with the ride of my life is a little hairy for me. And <laughs> that's why I'm doing it because I want to see how it works for me. And I want to show other people that it's possible to be able to, to break through this stuff. So anyway, before I get in, uh, to anything else I want to say, uh, well, I already kind of mentioned that I have a car packed up with most of what I need, um, and I already added uh, some some videos to <clears throat> Instagram of my first, what it looks like, <laughs> and that was kind of fun, and I feel good about what's happening so far, and um, it's also good that I'm not full-time on the road because I'm really not set up for that yet, so I'm not you know, walking into anything that's going to surprise me because I used to camp and I used to do, you know, I was in the army for eight years. And so I know I was actually a Girl Scout too. So I know um, what the outdoors thing is like, but not in a car. It's a little different from what I'm gathering and reading and learning through YouTube from other people doing this and different Facebook groups. And so I'm learning a lot about how little, little different things to do and, and, uh, in order to support myself and care for myself. So um, anyway, uh, in those videos, I show that I have some tools that I've been using to help with the body healing of trauma. 
and you'll see that if you watch. Basically, it's um, a couple of, or a book I have. I also have another one that I'm reading again now just to re-understand some things. Um, I have a uh, audio series, Whole Tones, um, and which is music that's recorded in different frequencies that helps heal the body, the mind, the body, the uh, vibrations in the body. And I also have uh, some work that I like to do with the vagus nerve, which I'm getting back into. And that was from um, Jim Donovan. Uh, he has a, a course that he does that help that brings that out. And the really cool thing is that I'm also getting into how intensely important the vagus nerve is throughout the body because it runs our entire body's length and it, it, it affects every part of the nervous system, part organs and brain and you know, you name it, that's what it does. There's a, there's a uh, Dr. Stephen Por Porges, I think, Porges. And I watched a video of some of the stuff that he does and he came up with this thing called a safe and sound protocol which I'm very interested in learning about because it literally gets, you don't even know what's getting into the system. I mean, we don't even know that the subconscious is running the show because we just react to things and that's what's going on. And he's very detailed in explaining um, how that works and how this safe and sound um, protocol works. And, you know, you have to, you really do have to go through a therapist or someone who's trained to do that. So that's why I'm kind of researching it to see what that's all about. And um, I really have, I know because of the work I've done with music, how that helps to shift. And my own when I was younger, and then later on in life, how I knew how music helped heal uh, the mind, the body, the soul, the spirit. You know, it's just something about music. If it's not headbanging music, <laughs> that, that kind of agitates and, you know, gets us moving and, you know, whatever. But um, the kind of music I'm talking about uh, is more calming and relaxing and that's where I'm going with this but anyway um let's see uh the other piece of this is just so you know I mean this is really cool for me because I'm, I'm a researcher by heart I love to research I, I'm not like um professional researcher but I love to do all kinds of research and learn and find out things and then share them uh, appropriately or whatever to people who want to hear about it. And that took a while for me to figure out too. But um, anyway, I digress. I like that word. But uh, so um, what I'm what I'm figuring out is this part of this journey of my life of walking away from what I know, what I know, what I thought I knew about life, about me, about how things work, about, you know, all kinds of things which started to kind of make me curious because it didn't fit the the actual um, explanation that I had been seeing in the world because I'm an observer and I like to watch watch things panic you know how they how they work themselves out and it's not fitting anything that I ever um, my the paradigm that I've ever you know seen in for me so I decided that I'm going to do this to actually point me in a direction to keep to go in um, to learn about these things for myself, you know, so, and this is just the beginning, obviously, <laughs> and I love that I get to do this work on myself, and I know for sure that um, just talking about 
my issues in my life and trying to fix whatever I thought was wrong with me and my mind is not the direction I need to go in anymore because that was where it started. That's where it was like, oh my God, I'm broken. I've got, I have to figure this out. And believe me, um, I went through a lot of crazy, weird stuff in my head, especially because I'm a thinker analyzer (laughs) and um, it didn't suit me well. And I've like one of my uh, personal development courses, they're like, you've got to move there from, from your here to here to your heart because you're never going to figure this stuff out. And I, ha- I never figured it out. I got to the point where I allowed it, where I just sat in the uh, muck uh, until I could get out, until I could feel safe to get out of it. And that's how I did it on a moment to moment basis. And it's, and again, I always say this, it's not easy, but it is so worth it and it is doable. And for, for everyone, even if we don't believe that, um, the belief system is, is a stuck system. It's inside of us. Um, it's what Vince Belito, who I interviewed calls the inner work. And there's so much in there that it's so amazing that a lot of us don't know about. And um, it would, you know, reach out to Vince if you want to get some really cool healing work done. I've been working, doing some of the processes that he has uh, as well. And um, I've really seen a difference. And it's not something, again, it's not, I can't explain it with words what this is. So Vince Belito, he's in, uh, I can't remember what the date, I think it's um, episode 10, I believe, but you can find it on my YouTube channel. But he really, he has a five-day uh, core inner, core challenge that he does where he explains what's going on, and then he does a process each day after the explanation. And those processes really, really, really blew me away. Um, so anyway, that's, what's been going on in the past, uh, week, maybe week to 10 days. And that's, what's been helping alleviate a lot of this, um, anxiety that I've had about leaving and going, you know, up on starting this trip, uh, which weirdly enough, I never had in my life before, but maybe that's because I'm older and I was more set and I got comfortable and that's not who I am. And so now I'm relearning who I am, rediscovering, um, recreating whatever you want to use. Anyway, uh, I've done, I did all that work and what that brought me to was finally becoming aware of the fact that I felt like a victim. So I acted like a victim at that time. And um, that doesn't get, get, that didn't get me anywhere. It got me um, people getting frustrated with me. It got me people getting, you know, annoyed that I wouldn't listen to their suggestions. Not that everybody's suggestion is something that, you know, we need to take in because there's so many (laughs) Um, I used to take like different suggestions and then kind of mix them up and figure out what felt right to me. That's how I started. And now I, now I'm more listening to myself. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm going into my intuition more and more. And I wanted to try and um, fix myself because whatever I thought was wrong with me was, was the issue, but that's not it. I mean, I was talked about the book that, um, Oprah and Dr. Bruce, uh, oh no, Perry, I think, wrote called 
what happened to you? And a lot of people, they don't understand that's the piece of what's going on. That's the trauma. The things that happen to us is what our behavior stems from. And um, where they explain how most of the time we're asked, what's wrong with you? And it's like, well, wait. And until we get to the point where we really think there's something wrong with us and we need to fix it. And that's not the case. And um, uh, anyway, so now I have more awareness in what's related to my mind. I still find that I run into these body reactions sometimes where um, from the trauma and being fearful and not feeling safe, um, they're not just thoughts that I'm aware of anymore. What happens now is they move into the body. So what's going on is that I can, I can like, if something happens, I can witness it, I can observe it, I'm like in it. And there are moments where my body takes over during these, this particular stress response as a reaction to whatever's happening, even if it's not a big one. And I literally go into, but I'm watching it and my, I can feel it in my body. It, it just like, again, hard to explain in words, but it's just like the anxiety, the shaking, the heart rate going up, I guess is the best way I could talk about it and pacing and different things like that. Even though logically I know that this is not a big deal, my body is reacting. So that's what I started looking at. And that's what I was trying to start to um, put myself, get myself involved in to research and understand how that's happening. It's like, wait, you know, this isn't that big. And yet my body is reacting like it is. So um, years ago, I learned, I, I started moving into learning to understand the body through, I, I, initially, I initially went through nursing school, which um, I'm going to talk about uh, I believe I'm going to talk about it in a few minutes. Yes. So um, I am following a, a guideline here um, just so I can remember what to talk about. <laughs> but um, I, I, I also learned how the body and mind work together, which I didn't know at that time. So that's where I was getting with it. So interestingly, um, I started the body part of my journey when I went to nursing school, which is what I was going to start to talk about. And I didn't finish nursing school and that's okay. Apparently I wasn't meant to, but however, yes, yet when my stint with nursing school ended, and it was by the way of a body response to trauma, I knew I wanted to look at the human body in a different way. So I had that experience with my body when the day that it, it happened and I'll, share that with you. And afterwards was when I started to going, going to school for massage therapy and I started to see things differently and that changed my life from that point on. That was like, oh my gosh, I can't even like 15, 15 17 years ago. Um, anyway, so going back, I want to share what happened um, with the whole nursing school thing that changed the direction of my life. Um, at that time, I was going through the height of, the situ of my, that situation with my children, and I was seeing a therapist, and I was in the military doing funerals, and I don't remember, um, I wasn't, was I working? Yeah, I was, I, was do I was working a little bit, but I think it was mostly military. I can't, I mean, that, that's drawing a blank, but irrelevant. Um, I don't remember the timing, but somewhere in there, my father also died. And that was another traumatic event on top of everything going on. 
um, which is a whole nother story, which I don't really need to get into, but it was part of the process of what was going on with my kids. And that really traumatized, really put me over the edge with that. And I really didn't feel like I was in, I had any control over my life at all. Uh, and so um, what happens is it was like one traumatic event on top, one after the other, and they call that stacking. And at this point, it wasn't just stacking over many years um, or at that point, it was stacking over days and weeks, constantly, consistently, consistently. And it was really uh, putting me in a place of total fear and um, abandonment. You know, that's already a belief system I have. And um, so anyway, that's where it was. But back to nursing school, um, all this was going on. And then one day, um, and after many days of memorizing the formula, there's a formula to give medication. And it was two years worth of memorizing while I was in school. This fateful day happened and my body just took over. Looking back, I feel like I was in a full out anxiety attack, <clears throat> but I couldn't recognize what was going on back then. All I knew was my clinical supervisor just asked me what the formula was. Easy, right? No, I froze. My heart rate started going up. I was sweating. I wanted to run and I forgot the formula. I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I was staring out into space and I could feel eyes drilling into me. And they weren't angry eyes. They were empathetic, thankfully. And she was gen a genuinely caring nurse that I, ha I just happened to have that day, thank goodness. As a side note, I had worked with a quite a few nurses that were burned out, so burned out and not very kind. And, you know, I mean, back then I, I understand the burnout because there's a lot of work that goes on and there's a lot of, um, I, I get it, you know, just from even being in the clinical. So uh, it didn't surprise me, but I'm just glad that I didn't have any of them as my supervisor that day because I probably would have had a complete meltdown, to be honest with you. And so um, anyway, back to the story, she looked at me and she said, why don't we go to the nurse's lounge and talk? And I knew what was coming, but I wasn't sure how. And I wanted to cry, but I didn't. And I was scared because I had no idea what was going, what I was going to do next. And yes, I was already thinking about that. I was not in the moment at the time of what was happening. So I could, get, you know, just work my way through it. I didn't know how at that point. So she brought me into the nurse's lounge and asked me to sit down and I tried, but all I wanted to do was run. And that's the flight part of the stress response. Uh, she asked me what happened out there and I couldn't tell her. And no one knew at the time of everything I was going through. I kept it to myself because it didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even really explain it because I couldn't understand it myself. So I kept it all to myself, the emotions what's happening, everything except with the therapist. And I had only shared basically uh, with the other people I share was one or two close friends. And I was apparently at my wit's end in keeping it all inside and keeping it all together on that day. So I told her I didn't know. And she said to me, well, you're going to have to make a decision then. Do you want to stay in school or not? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I froze again. I couldn't think straight. This is all stress response stuff again. I couldn't breathe. My whole life was flashing before my eyes and I worked so hard to get here, endured a lot in the process at all levels. And I just didn't know what to do. 
And she saw that I was having a hard time and told me to sit back and breathe that an answer would come. And so I did that. And I tried to settle myself, especially in my body. I was shaking all over and I didn't know what was going on. I just, I was totally unaware. I was, I, I guess I'm thinking, looking back now, I was probably starting to um, dissociate, but I stayed there because uh, um, I remember that I remembered most of this. If I had dissociated, there may have been pieces of it that was like totally blank, but I, I remember this happening. So finally, I was able to come back to myself just long enough after seeing my life flash before my eyes, and I wanted to cry so badly, but became numb in that moment, which, again, is another symptom of the stress response, especially for me in front of people I really didn't know well at that point. And, well, at all, I still probably would do that because um, I don't know them, the trust thing, but that's starting to, to whittle away anyway. Anyway, so after what seemed like an hour of this, which was only about five minutes, I said I wanted to stop school. Uh, the thoughts in my head after saying that, <clears throat> I knew I couldn't take it anymore and I needed to do something that fit me more. And what was that? I didn't, what that was, I didn't even have a clue. And the thing about it is, is that I'm more of a, if I had stayed with nursing, it would have been more of a holistic nurse than the, you know, the, uh, regular system because I just, I really, unless I really know that I didn't like doling medications out to patients. And I did know at that point that the human body was capable of healing itself in most cases. And also, of course, intervention is needed with medications and emergency situations, which I would find that out later the hard way with a motorcycle accident. So I knew about all that stuff, but still, I didn't want to give people medication. I didn't want that to be part of my um, job. So um, outside of that, I knew nothing about it or what I was about to do. So what happened was next, I packed up my things and thanked the nurse and walked out of the hospital and my life of nursing for the last time. And I was really shaken up. And as I was driving home, I was crying because I was by myself. I was crying so hard. I thought my insides would fall out and that might've been a good thing at that point. And um, I just started questioning, what am I supposed to do? I spent all this time here and I just wanted to finish. That's all I just wanted to finish. I just wanted to finish something in my life so my family wouldn't think I gave up again. And what's interesting about that finishing thing was um, part of my healing process too was recognizing that when I wanted to stop doing things in my, you know, when I was younger, I was allowed to stop. Nobody ever, and you know, kept me or, or gave me inspiration or anything to continue something. So I just stopped. So it felt like I quit on things my whole life. And that was another thing I had to walk through and deal with. But then that became something in front of people that made it look like I quit. I quit. I quit everything. So then I stopped doing that. And I went to the point, the opposite extreme where I didn't give up on anything until the last ditch effort um, happened. So that's how things compensate in our lives. It's like, we'll go to the opposite. It's like the pendulum swings this way, the pendulum swings this way, you know, until finally it settles in the middle where there's, there's like a balance of the two. And so that's what was going on. That's what they knew about me. And that all made it worse was the quitting part. And so more tears, more yelling, more breathing. And I remembered her telling me um, that, I remembered her telling me that breathing part. And so that's what I did. So my body began to calm down. And after about 10 minutes or so of this, 
something shifted and I started to hear, which is not like a real hearing with my ear, something being told to me to look into massage therapy school. And at the time I hadn't really understood what this was and I call it a download now. So when we hear things, some of us hear things, other people see things. These are um, sentience, like if you've heard of clairsentient or I'm sorry, Claire, Claire, Claire audience, Claire sentience, Claire, uh, I can't think of all of them, but you'd have to, that's the thing. It's like some of us, all of us have different ways of, of hearing or feeling, you know, what the next thing is in our life when we are listening to our intuition. Okay. So by the time I got home, I was ready to jump on the computer and start researching some schools. And I picked one on the border of downtown Pittsburgh, which is where I was living close to at the time. And the situation and that moment of deciding and choosing really changed the direction of my life because um, that's when I started to look at things way differently than, than the way I was raised, which was very, what I call like, well, soci this societal, um, maybe way to explain it is three-dimensional, three-fourth dimensional, whatever that, whatever that is. And there's another way, there's, there's other things going on regardless of whether we believe that or not, there's still things. And I, it took me a while to, to get to that point um, of understanding that. And anyway, so, so back to the present day and take a breath. Cause I, I think I breathed the whole time back to the present day. I touched on, I, I touched on how I was just learning at the time and how the body works holistically. And now I know after seeing many therapists and psychiatrists and coaches throughout my life, that the mind isn't the only explanation of our fears and reactions. That's what I'm, that's what I'm coming up against right now, against lack of better words, especially for sensitive people like myself who have been traumatized also. And again, not everyone experiences this in the same way. And not everyone outside of us knows how to support someone who has gone through this because they either don't understand it or um, with their own system, or they don't, they don't experience it. So um, I think it's basically the same thing, but anyway. Um, so I have to say that going through this process continues to be a bit of a struggle right now. I know it's getting better. I can feel it. Um, doing the exercises that I explained before for the retained moral reflex, the um, starfish exercises, those cause me to feel nauseous. Um, I've slowed them down a bit, quite a bit for now, but I'm probably, I'm sure I'll get back into those two and, um, just witnessing, seeing, observing, going through a present moment situation where logically it's obvious that I know that I'll get through it. Um, it doesn't change the fact that my physiology takes over and still throws me into fight, flight, fight, flight, flee, or freeze, which is the stress response. And um, all of the symptoms of a stress response come up and my logical, well, maybe not all of them, but a good portion of them come up and my logical brain wants to make sense of it, but that doesn't happen either. So I'm going to give a little description of what that looks like. So the physiological responses of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder and complex PTSD. Uh, so, and again, I'll, I'll real quick explain the difference. PTSD is an actual occurrence like a rape or um, something that we ex experience in the moment that 
it was either major or it could, it could still be minor. It could be a little, a small micro trauma, what they call it. That's PTSD. Complex PTSD is basically stacked traumas, but it also can relate to um, having gone through something as a child, not knowing how to deal with the emotion, and then having something happen in the present moment that reminds, subconsciously reminds us of that emotion and flashes us back to the childhood experience. We don't even know what's happening. So, um, so anyway, so these are all in are part of the autonomic nervous system, which is in charge of our bodies. Just like it controls our breathing and our heart rate, heartbeat, <laughs> it also controls the stress response. So here's a quick look into what happens. The system has two components. The autonomic nervous system has two components. One is the sympathetic nervous system. And this is the system that triggers the fight or flight response, the stress response. So the body can respond to a perceived danger, which is similar to a lot of people say, pushing on the gas pedal. It's like, okay, woo. Um, and then there's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the break. And that one runs the resting and digesting of the body after danger has passed. So you've got, so that's where it comes in, where it's like our body is our GPS system. We either have to react or a danger or, and then we settle back in and we're just like animals. And so um, what happens is that the PTSD causes, or the complex PTSD, it causes sustained hyperactivity of the autonomic sympathetic branch, which is, this is, I'm reading from, uh, actually from information I got from the NCBI and Harvard Health. So NCBN, NCBI is the government um, website and Harvard Health was the other one I found. Uh, so the sympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system, which is shown in the heart rate and blood pressure going up, the skin conductance, it's like you, you have to feel, it's like it prepares us to feel energetically something that might come up. So that's, that's where most people don't realize that we're energetic beings because we do feel energetically and vibrationally. Um, and other psychophysiological measures the body uses to protect itself again. And again, I say it does this to protect us from imminent danger, such as a tiger chasing us, but we actually don't have a tiger chasing us. So it feels like it, but that's not what's going on. So for a lot of us, that stress response is in stuck mode and research shows that the amygdala in the brain on traumatized people at this level is enlarged and it keeps us in hypervigilance mode as if we were waiting for the next danger, the other shoe to drop, whatever that is. So what happens is we don't function on a, on a, a normal body response. We are um, uh, elevated in the vigilance and we're, we're like, watching, watching, and waiting, and watching, and that's just how the body works, and that's how we prove ourselves right when something comes up, um, but it's all, again, subconscious, so it's not something we choose to do, it's what the body does, so just so you're aware of that, I want you to know that, um, even as if you are going through something, and as it's happening, just know that, so it's your body reacting, <clears throat> so 
Life isn't about waiting for the next danger. Common sense logic tells me that. It's about living, loving, enjoying, and some just need the assistance in figuring that out and breaking through this uh, uh, stuckness of, that's the stuckness of the uh, stress response and how it's working through in the body. And if this is going on for you or someone you know, as it does for quite a bit of us, then I um, would offer you to just continue to follow me on the ride of my life, both the blog and the podcast, because sometimes they're going to be a little bit different, and see how I am working and healing through this, because I am hoping that through my understanding and experience that it will also help you. And the understanding of this is very important in the society we live in, especially now where so many of us are being stacked with all types of different traumas, um, especially over the last couple of years. So those of us who have, who are, who are already in um, the stuck fight or flight mode or stuck stress response mode, this stuff is actually making it worse. And that's why it feels worse. Although if there was uh, the balance in your body, it wouldn't feel that way. And that's hard to explain to someone who's been in, who's, who deals with that because that's not what it feels like. And I just want you to know that too. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm working on through understanding, researching, yeah, 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 sitting with all the stuff that I talk about. Anyway, so I hope you've gotten something you can use from this. And um, I really offer you to reach out to me if you have any questions or um, whatever, I'm here. And, uh, even though, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm, if I don't obviously respond like right away, I will try to do it within <clears throat> 24 to 48 hours or so, especially if I'm on the road. And, uh, yeah, so I think that should do it. So, uh, here we go. Like I said, five sleeps and a wake up Monday morning, U.S. time. I don't know exactly what time. It could be six. It could be four. It could be eight. I haven't figured that out yet. We'll see. But I will be jumping on the road and heading north out of somewhat warm Florida to really freezing. Don't ask. I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, I hope you have a beautiful day, night, whatever. And I appreciate it. The fact that you're here watching and listening and, um, Take care of yourselves and take a lot of deep breaths and, and find ways to relax. And your body, when you when we relax, our body also takes over the healing process because we can also do that through re relaxation. So that helps a lot. Trust me on this one. So just offering up some thoughts. And uh, again, take care. And I will see you next time on the Ride of My Life podcast. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.